I'm Andrew McKay. It's been Scola Morning News. And I do want to play a sound clip for you, though, before we get DC on here. Um, and here's my trigger warning. It is Sherry Myers, who has a very distinct voice. So here goes. What you need to do is hire your own attorney, as you are required to do under the charter. And also, I think you should raise this issue of why you have been operating this long without a city attorney. Okay, without siding with tone on uh, Sherry, I do agree with the question, which is that we are in the city of Pensacola without a full-time uh, city attorney. And we'll ask Mayor D.C. Reeves about that. Mayor Reeves, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. A happy New Year to you, sir. Welcome back. Yeah, happy New Year. I don't know. Am I allowed to begin without my music, my walk-up music? <laughs> or is it okay? If you if you feel comfortable continuing without the musical intro, you may, sir. What uh, what's what's your thought right, about the right. uh, the city attorney situation? Yeah, so we actually had a little progress uh, in in the last few weeks. Uh, just had an interview. Um, I guess what I can say is, you know, we expect there to be some movement on that uh, in the, in the coming days. That's probably the extent of what I can tell you. But uh, but to answer the bigger philosophical question. Uh, it's an extremely important hire, and it's not one that uh, because there's it's been longer than we want it to to have it filled uh, that we uh, that we would just rush into a decision. I, it's too important. And to to um, to Councilwoman Meyer's point, um, you know, look, I, I think number one, Begden Lane and John Daniel have done a great job, uh, you know, helping us with a lot of major projects that we've had to move forward. Um, but you know, I, I think really bigger than that, th- this is not from a position in a culture of adversarial, uh, an adversarial nature where, you know, perhaps in some of the councils she was on was treated a little bit more that way. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I think we've got to, uh, you know, look at it as, uh, this is a collaborative effort, not one, one, a city attorney versus a council attorney, but this is a city attorney that works for all of us. And, um, that's the way that it's, that, that we've been able to uh, handle it. Okay. Uh, and so I far, think that is, that, and that is true forward. of past, you know, relationships between the council and the city attorney. Um, I think that has probably gotten a little bit better over the course of time, but uh, it's good to hear that your, your aim is not to get the, you know, the mayor's city attorney, but to get a city attorney that's really going to work on behalf of the entire city and work collaboratively, as you rightly say. Um, that basically city council and you have been working together much more efficiently and collaboratively, collegially, I would say, than, than, than past administrations have turned out to do. Whether that's the mayor's responsibility or the city council's responsibility, I don't care, but at the moment it seems to be better. Um, I also just wanted to give you a chance. We forgot to do this the last time you were on. It was my fault. It was on our agenda, and I just forgot. In, and I don't want to forget again. That's why I'm doing it early. If people still have Christmas trees, where should they take them? Well, now you're going to see if I, while I'm in my car, if I uh, can memorize all four. We do have four locations: uh, 2759 North Palafox, where our recycling center is. Uh-huh. Uh, that that is one, and then also Maxwell Street under I-110 uh, overpass there, Maxwell and Hain. Uh, that area I know is another. We've got two other locations uh, out there that I won't be able to rattle off the address, but um, but we have four in total, and they're on our website, uh, citypensacola.com. So. Um, I, I'm going to be back in the office here in a minute, and I'm going to see what our recycling drop-off was. I'm expecting a record weekend with Amazon boxes and Christmas trees. Um, yeah, you know, coming up here uh, this coming uh, or this past Saturday, and probably this coming Saturday as well. 
And and just as a side note to the tree recycling thing, in the past, historically, I haven't gone to look on their pages this morning, but in the past, you could always take it to the zoo also, either one of the zoos that are kind of serve our area. They are always uh, willing to give munchies to the animals. Uh, is that true still, Jake? Your, your wife actually works at the zoo? Uh, I'll text my wife right now. I'm I actually texting when we'll see about Historically, it's that. always been true. I assume it is still true today. Uh, speaking of recycling, Mr. Mayor, um, where are we at? You know, I mean... I've heard reports that some of the stations are like overflowing, like the one along Summit, um, the, you know, by the airport. That that one's, uh, you know, kind of a problem. But you tell me, is this is the current system really yeah. working, or where are we in getting a curbside back on track? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And actually, Summit is another uh, Summit Recycling is another drop off location for trees that, that jogged my memory. Um, so uh, yeah, where we are, uh, number one, we've been real pleased with what's happened with the Saturday drop-offs. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we're getting enough volume that we're even talking to nearby recyclers about coming and picking that stuff up. You know, um, uh, there's actually a recycling, uh, scrap recycling next door uh, to our transfer station. Um, so we've had those conversations. We, we've also had some with, uh, with some third parties. We're waiting on you know, one other uh, bit of feedback from a third party about the potential cost of curbside. Okay. Um, one of the biggest hurdles we run into is the same hurdle that we have, which is equipment and manpower, right? It, it, to have a third loop, if we were to decide to do it ourselves, that's why that's not feasible because, I mean, it's about a 36-month wait to get a garbage truck, period, uh, you know, including a replacement right now. Yeah. Um, and so that's the, so, so everyone's got the issues, but what we're hoping is that the, some of these third parties that have the scale of a large business, you know, think of waste management or a, a commercial uh, sanitation company may have that uh you know have the ability to do that to contract um, so it. we continue to have those conversations yeah and then and then lastly what uh yes it, it kind of an interesting evolution to this experiment is uh the summit boulevard recycling drop-off was the most it was more contaminated than the curbside uh, before we took it away now the, the contamination has gone down because the people who care about recycling are bringing it to huh. the summit to be make sure that that's their opportunity so that wasn't the plan but I mean, that's one bit of good news is that now it's actually being used not as a um, a, a couch drop-off facility, uh, but now actually as a recycling drop-off facility. And so, what one conversation we're having is to potentially expand uh, cur- a, a, a drop-off, assisted drop-off to Summit uh, at some point in the near future. So we would have two locations: we would have Palafox and the Summit location um, that we're now we're we're actually picking that one up multiple times a day. So, you know, when we when we give you those numbers, that's just from Palafox. That's not counting Summit. Um, but we're actually seeing those numbers increase. So, um, so like I've said from the beginning, we're trying to attack this issue on all fronts, uh, not just sit around and wait. And so there could be a combination of both. It could be a curbside and a uh, and expansion of, of drop-offs. So, well, let me, let me, uh, so let me run a theory. Progress, I propose know. a theory on this. Yeah. We're talking about how – requiring people to go to the drop-offs in order to do their recycling has actually decreased the level of can- contamination like at Summit. My theory is that um, the inconvenience of it se- selects out the people who aren't going to do it right, and only the people who are going to do it right are going to participate, kind of like you had mentioned where if you put a cost in there, maybe it, you know people who aren't going to do it right won't do it either. Uh, weird, though, I hate to say it. I hate to penalize the people who want to do recycling by making it harder for them to do it, but Making it harder for them to do it means we only get the ones who are actually going to do it right. Seems. Well, no, that you summarized my thoughts perfectly. It, <laughs> it, and exactly, you hate that the somebody who wants to do it right 
has to pay some kind of fee, be it financial or time, or time yeah. bandwidth. You know, you hate that, you know, but you'd rather it be the opposite, right? That it's more convenient for the people doing it the right way. Unfortunately, how our world works is, uh, and we now we've seen it <laughs> prove out, is that Summit has never been less contaminated since we took away curbside. And <laughs> it's exactly that. I think it's dedicated Pensacolians who, who care enough about the environment and they want to do it right. Uh, that that now it's not as clean as it is at the assisted as you can imagine. There Fair is enough, some sure. bulls that we aren't, you know. But nonetheless, way you know, leaps and bounds better than it was when it was just again being treated as a as basically a furniture dumping ground. I mean, it was it was eighty plus percent contaminated. Well, sometimes uh, so. I mean, it some, was uh, you know. Sometimes you set out to uh, solve a recycling issue and you wind up conducting a sociology experiment inadvertently. <laughs> so that's kind of a funny thing. Um, I did want to ask you just briefly, the airport has just, good Lord, the number of passengers we're seeing is enormous. But it seems like, fingers crossed, they did a lot better handling parking this time around. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, uh, you know, I don't think people understand when, when so the week of December 20 to 27, last year versus this year, 24% increase year over year. That is enormous. I mean, these double digit numbers, I mean, you know, you think about how many people that is over just one calendar year of time. Um, and, you know, so again, great problem to have. And we didn't, no one had to park in the grass lot um, yeah. uh, during the Christmas season. A lot of that is thanks to, you know, it's some inconvenience to the employees. I know we've heard from some of them that, you know, because we had to do some of that employee parking out and that's unfortunate but it's the reality of where we are and so um you know i pull back up at city hall and uh and job number one right now in legislative session is to, to get this airport terminal funded and we also have 400 more spaces coming um outside of that uh, that should be done by this summer so um so yes great progress at the airport and it's it, we're like a broken record now it's you know double digit year-over-year growth and how do we handle and maintain that yeah, it's hard to fathom at the scale the airport handles passengers with a relatively fixed inventory of parking handling a 24% increase in use. I mean, that's just like, and doing it again so well right. uh, this time around. That's fantastic news. We always like to end with a couple of uh, quick, fun, lightning round type questions. First one is, does Mayor Reeves have any New Year's resolutions he's willing to share? Ooh, um, you know, the same ones I've had for the last few years. You know, go to the gym more and eat healthier. You know, we'll see how long it lasts. Very creative. Um, <laughs> I keep trying. Them, do, you know? do you like the box of mystery chocolates? And if it comes with an index, do you use it or you just dive in with no regard for what you might bite into? Yeah, I, I, I go right to the index. I go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to get one or two. I got to get, I got to get my best options. You know, I got to weigh all my options. You're a maximizer and a studier and a give me the data. I understand that fits perfectly exactly. with your personality. I am the same exact way or not even Mr. Chocolates at all. And then finally, uh, how do you handle telemarketers? Uh, do you even pick up the phone when you don't recognize the number? And if so, if it's a telemarketer, what do you do? I actually, before I became mayor, <laughs> actually, uh, I, I picked up the phone more often than not, you know, with numbers I didn't know because uh -huh. I was a reporter, you know, so yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't know who's calling me, you know, uh, that's changed a little bit nowadays. I don't quite pick it up as quickly uh, anymore, but, uh, but I know that the telemarketer calls have jumped up exponentially. I don't know if they, uh, you know, I don't know what's happened out there in the telemarketer game, but, um, uh, so now I'm, I'm, I, I avoid unless I, unless I know for sure who it is. And But if it is a telemarketer, how do you handle that? I will confess, I just hang up instantly. If I know it's a, t a sales call, I just hang yeah, up. That's what I do. You, you hear that delay, you know, you say mm -hmm. hello, and then there's the delay. Where it goes. Once I hear that, I just hang it up. 
I'm yeah, out. Yeah, I don't have to say anything. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Mayor D.C. Reeves, uh, good to talk to you again, sir. We'll talk to you again in a week, and uh, thanks so much for the time. All right, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks.